0: You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarapp.com. Now, here are your hosts: Fantasy Baseball Experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey B, Joe Pizzabia, and welcome back to another edition of On Deck right here on the LineStar app. It's me, it's Chris Meaney, and we are here breaking down the day in DFS. We've got a lot of games on Wednesday afternoon here. It is the 3rd of April. There's a couple night games as well, but we're going to do main focus, obviously, on the bulk of games, which is the afternoon. We're going to hammer this show out, get it out to all the masses so you are prepared to take up. And face the enemy and win money because let me tell you, Chris Meany, we always hold ourselves accountable on the show for better or worse. And now you can also subscribe to the show and you can hold us accountable too because now it's on iTunes. Everyone's been asking when's it going to be on Stitcher and iTunes and everything else. Uh, It'll be on iHeartRadio a little later this week, I believe. But look, the main ones, it's there already so you can subscribe to On Deck. But Meany, we hold ourselves accountable, good and bad. We pat ourselves on the back. And we take ourselves to task when need be. But uh, after yesterday, it's going to be a whole lot of patting on the back, I believe, on the program.
1: Yes, my, my back's <laughs> sore. Oh, I can't
0: even <laughs> move. oh it's can't so move. Uh,
1: no, yeah, you're right, man. Jokes aside, for sure, when, when we go on a run like the LA Angels are on, we'll, we'll, we'll hold ourselves accountable. We really will. <laughs> and and we will. when we're on a run like the Seattle Mariners right now, we will pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, yesterday was good, man. Zach Granke was a contrarian play that we thought up, and, man, he was great on the hill. He was great with the bat. I mean, it was unbelievable. He had two home runs. Uh, continuing to ride the overs in the Texas games, even with, against Justin Verlander, they were able to to hit that over. Minnesota was a win yesterday for us, and Seattle keeps winning baseball games. And, yeah, I mean, a couple home run calls. You mentioned Christian uh, Walker. I mean, wow. Uh, Starling Cash. from you.
0: You had uh, – was another, I mean, honestly, like, everything we touched day. was gold yesterday, which means – we got to be careful because they're going to get very full of ourselves. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, I mean, really, when, when you go through it yesterday, the, the Granky call was one that we said, look, there was going to be low ownership because of the first bad start, but there was lots of strikeout potential against San Diego. Arizona eventually was going to put it together a little bit, and he took matters into his own hands and went out there with the stick and got it done. So Granky won a lot of people money yesterday. The individual home run calls that we had, were brilliant. Now, we, we picked those guys because they were lineup builders. We, you mentioned Castro in the middle of the order mm-hmm. there for, um, for the Marlins, right-handed batter there against Vargas. You mentioned also um, – I mentioned uh, Christian Walker, who has been on a tear. We always talk about riding the hot hand here. He had a good lefty-righty matchup.
1: Another one today, Joe. He's playing another lefty. I mean, the trend with him is – He's going to strike out a lot. He's probably not going to get in the lineup with the righties. And when he gets into the lineup against a lefty, he's in that five spot. I mean, Arizona's lineup, I, you know, I've kind of underestimated them a little bit. I said yesterday how I was surprised they're in the top four and scoring. They're, they're getting on base and they're scoring some runs. Uh, Ketel Marte is another guy who hits lefties last year, nine home runs against lefties. He hit one yesterday against a lefty. These guys are checking it at under $4,000 on DraftKings. They're reasonable prices on FanDuel. And, and I think they're just kind of flying under the radar. Well, the book will be out, out on big eventually. Right. the
0: eventually. The book will be out on Christian Walker eventually. Absolutely. That's fine. It will. Be. Until it is, you keep riding this pony all the way to first place, to show, to whatever. And it wasn't even the guys that we told you to play yesterday so much as also the plays that we told you not to go with, which is Chris Sale. Velocity was down again. Now, I understand he, he only gave up one run, but still the loss, still not looking like Chris Sale, so he not was our all. big trap pitcher. Look, I understand they were trying to hold him back a little bit in spring, but at what point here do you get really concerned as a season-long owner with Sale? Oh, um, right we away. Passed it now. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: You know what? And uh, this may bite me, but I, you know, for fantasy pros, you had to come up with a guy who's going in the first couple rounds, and they're all studs. Like Chris Sale is a stud. We know this guy who's worried about, and it was for me because the shoulder. When every time I hear his shoulder, and he's so many innings on his resume, and it's just a little concerning. Yesterday was a, a little bit better, but I mean, one strikeout. So he's got five strikeouts and two starts. It's not what you signed up for. His velocity is down, like you mentioned. And there's some, you know, Boston beat runners that are saying he's, he's not throwing as hard as he can because maybe he wants to last a little bit longer. That's, that's concerning. All of that stuff is concerning. Chris Sale, you don't want him to change what he's been so good at doing for the past, you know, few years. So I, I have some concerns. It still is early. Let's see him get stretched out a little bit more. Was encouraging to see, you know, he get into the low 90s a little bit. But, really, this is a guy that hits mid-90s with ease, and that's what I'm used to seeing anyways. That's what makes his changeup so effective as well. But six innings for him, uh, a one run, that's at least a step in the right direction. But you're right about the velocity, man.
0: Yeah. Well, Barrios did not get the win, unfortunately, yesterday, which we wanted. He pitched, I mean, seven innings, three earned. He should get a W there. He did not, unfortunately. But – if you had pieces of the offense in Minnesota, like we talked about yesterday, CJ Cron was a guy we mentioned. If you had pieces of the Mets offense yesterday too, uh, they put up uh, some runs against the Marlins there. We, uh, I mean, honestly, we put everything in play yesterday. I really did. I mean, I don't see many strikeouts for us yesterday, but – that doesn't matter because that's yesterday. Now it's back to today. So the stroke fest is over. Enough <laughs> is enough. Now let's get at it. Now Before let's. you move on,
1: Joe. Oh, you
0: all more? Oh, there's I one just, more stroke. No,
1: not oh. even that, that stroke. How fun was it to watch Scherzer and Harper yesterday?
0: Oh, so good. It was, and it was, was, the rain delay it made me more anxious for it. You know? Oh
1: man, it was awesome! It was to me to step back as you know, just a fan of the sport, and and watch Scherzer just regather himself after giving up two hard hits to start the game. Then he goes toe to toe with with Harper. He strikes him out. Then he gets him another time. And then Harper has his revenge, of course, a double earlier later on, and then a home run, moonshot home run. Oh yeah, and that was just very, very entertaining. I just love how intense Scherzer is. I just it was love how he's so intense. Harper is as well. It, it was, it was fun to watch. It's just
0: Scherzer is player. just a delight, man. He really, I mean, it's yeah. so fun to watch him pitch and you're right. It, it's, it takes away all the other stuff for a minute and you're a fan again yeah. and you're watching yeah. that matchup. And I, I told you I was going to be glued to it. You had to wait for the rain delay. Yes. And then when it happened, speaking of which too, that game, Major injury, Trey Turner out, obviously, oh, for yeah, uh, the foreseeable future. Is that the best way I could put it right now? Absolutely,
1: yeah. Broken fingers. So, I mean, he's he's going to be out for maybe a couple of months. So, that lineup changes a little bit. I guess Adam Eaton would go back up in, in the leadoff. Rendon moves up to the two, maybe Soto four, Zimmerman three. They, they can move around some stuff. Dozier's still very, very quiet at the plate. And maybe Robles finds himself in the leadoff spot. That's certainly a possibility as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, – Definitely that spot to, to figure out things and uh, try to get things going here. But look, let's uh, let's get going and let's start and take a look at the slate for today. As we do on the show always, we kind of go through all the games, give you our takes on everything, games that we're interested, games that we're not for whatever reason. And then later on, we get to pricing and players because we're talking about game theory first and foremost and how that's going to impact your fantasy needs. So we're starting off in the afternoon here, a big afternoon slate. You got the Reds with Luis Castillo again against Freddy Peralta at home against the Brewers. You got Aaron Nola, Annabelle Sanchez. Uh, I'm going to stop with this one right here because right off the bat, there was a late start to the game last night. It was cold. It was rainy. It was miserable. I think that this is a great opportunity for Aaron Nola to take advantage of a Washington Nationals team that's a little beat up right now physically, Mm -hmm. Uh, missing Trey Turner obviously in the lineup. And on top of which, it was just a late night, and I always feel like day game after a late start game – it always kind of favors those pitchers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and Nola is just a stud anyway. So, I mean, I love this call, and the Philly bats are expensive, but if you can find a way to get some of these guys in there, I mean – even if Mikel Franco hits in the eighth spot or the seventh spot, he's, he's already shown that, you know, he's going to get up to to the plate with a lot of guys in scoring position this season. This Philadelphia lineup is amazing. It really is. Kutchin and Segura are guys that get on base and Harper Harper and Hoskins and Romuto. I mean, these guys are just power hitters. And like I said about Franco, he's just, he's undervalued. He's underpriced. You know, you normally don't see a guy that's going to hit in seven, eight spot or 4 plus K on DraftKings or, or FanDuel. Um, but that's the case right now. And if you play on FanDuel, he's a decent price at 35
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that as well. We've talked about Michael Franco, I think, just yesterday again, too. Yeah. Or, or two days ago. Well, he was definitely discussed this week. That's all I know. We talked about him at length. Then, um, yeah, you're right. Adam Eaton is to the top of that lineup with Rendon, Zimmerman, Soto. That's the one through four for the Nats today. Uh, going back to the Reds real quick, Castillo, for me, <clears throat> Big fan of him, obviously. I like the matchup against I, – I know it's crazy because Milwaukee's a really good lineup, but I that's how much I like Castillo, so I think there's going to be a little low ownership there, so there's opportunity there. I also like this middle of the order today, too, uh, against the right-hander uh, like Joey Vado and then Kemp and Suarez. I think that that's a, a really nice 2-3-4 stack with Cincinnati that's very economical that you can get away with, and Peralta's still figuring it out. You know, Peralta has moments, but – Not enough moments for me. All right, let's get to Corey Kluber and uh, Carlos Rodon. This one's in Cleveland. We all know how good Kluber is. There's a a big premium you got to pay, as always. You know, 10.9, you got to pay for him. But, Chris, I think this is my trap of the day because that offense still is less than thrilling for me for Cleveland. And I'm just uh, with so many good pitchers in this afternoon slate. And then when you add in the evening, if you want to play all day, guys like Garrett Cole are in there now. With Marquez, with Morton, with Nola, with Castillo, I just don't think there's any reason to go to this Corey well today.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you there, too. I mean, it's just too expensive. And, and yeah, it is a good matchup. But look at the White Sox and their 2.8 team implied total. It's the lowest on the board. But – you have, to think of, you have to think of Cleveland's offense, too. You you do. I mean, yeah, you want the start from Kluber. He's going to rack up some strikeouts and limit the damage, perhaps. But look at his offense behind him. Is he going to get you the win? I mean, that is important as well if you're going to spend so much money because I'm looking at Cleveland so far this season. I mean, they're striking out 33% of the time. It's the third most in baseball. They have one home run, 10 runs, nine RBIs as a team, a 164 average. This is not a good lineup. And Kluber has been hit hard towards the end of last season and into spring. So there's some guys actually in Chicago that I think could surprise, but yeah, Kluber is Kluber is the one I'm going to stay away from. I'm going to spend my cash elsewhere.
0: All right. Now, look, I know the Colorado Rockies have not put up a lot of great <laughs> great no, offensive haven't. performances so far. If there ever was a team that needed to go back home right now, it's them, yeah. It's the Colorado Rockies. But <laughs> I I love Marquez today because <clears throat> I think this is a great matchup against Morton here. It's going to be fun to watch, but To me, Marquez with the strikeout ability, you look at the rest of this batting order here, and I know know, they got a fair amount of lefties in there with Meadows and Choi and uh, Kiermaier and all, but this offense does not scare me at all with Tampa. So I look at that, and I look at the Colorado side too. I see opportunity with both McMahon and Hampson both in the lineup today. Charlie Morton's been brilliant. I mean, he has the stat, like his last 12 starts or something like that. He's just been absolutely dominant, and just going back to last year. So I want to give him all the credit in the world, but I think Marquez to me, where I'm looking for some strikeouts is a guy that I'm targeting today. And I think Colorado can do enough and scrap together enough to get a W here uh, against Tampa. What do you think?
1: Yeah. And I also think that, you know, people are feeling like you and I like, Oh, Colorado's offense, you know, not that great. And I think that's an opportunity to jump on some of them because we know like Blackman is great and Arenado and Story and and Dahl has some upside as well and Desmond, so we know that that they can produce. So I think that they're good tournament shots. I love the Marquez call. The Rays right now are striking out 33 percent of the time. It's the second most in baseball, right behind the right. Nationals. So and you, you got bet. one of the highest K per nine yeah, exactly. in baseball.
0: It's a no brainer for me.
1: It's, it's a great, it's a great call, and I think it's a strong one. And I also think that it's one that you'll get at low ownership. I don't think you know, I'm projecting. Top I was going to ask
0: you managers. what. I, I was going to ask you about that because I, I feel like you look at it and everything you just said would mean high ownership. But then at the same time, you see the matchup against Morton, who's been so good. Do you think the Morton's presence in that game is enough to bring the ownership down on Marquez significantly enough to make sense in a tournament today?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I think because Morton, I mean, he's stopped, he last year, he was top 15 in everything like strike percentage K per nine, swinging strike percentage. Like he's, he's actually been pretty solid for two years now. And, and the narrative of Colorado is, you know, in a chat and answering some questions from people no, Colorado can't hit on the road. They can't hit on the road. They can't hit on the road. So I think that's part of it as well. Maybe they just shy away from some of their bats and potentially Marquez. So I think they're both underrated calls.
0: All right. Homer Bailey is going to tow the rubber against uh, Kyle Gibson in Kansas City. Polanco Cruz, Rosario, uh, they're all in that four to five K range there. If you want to go with a, a lesser stack, I think Homer Bailey, certainly one of those guys who could do it. Cruz had a good night last night, so you can roll with the hot hand there. Uh, Here's another pitcher that I really love today. It's Robbie Ray, who's on the road against San Diego, another team that's got some Ks in it, Uh, especially at the bottom of that order when you get to Tatis and Margot and Hedges. I really like the opportunity there. So for me, I'm willing to double down on the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, actually, the Diamondbacks are – the underdog in this game today. And that's going to be my underdog special too. I just, I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but it is.
1: Yeah. I, I don't fully get it either.
0: <laughs> I, I, inter,
1: I'm interested. I know that Hunter Renfro isn't in the projected lineup, but it was nice to see him get in the lineup yesterday. hit a couple home runs. He's had a better showing in his career against lefties for his career two eighty one against left-handed uh, pitchers. And he's got 20 bombs. So maybe slightly in there against Robbie Ray, but I love the Arizona call again. I, I, what I said off the top of the show is that I underrated I've I've really underestimated this team offensively. They got some guys in there that can hit lefties and Walker and Marte, Uh, Adam Jones up at the top as well. David Peralta had success against lefties last year. So I'd like that as well. And anytime, I mean, Homer Bailey, he's got Homer in his name guys. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, let's, let's pick on this. doesn't strike anybody else. Mm, Remember
0: Homer Bush with the Yankees back in the day too. Not enough guys named Homer.
1: Not enough. Not you got to
0: bring that back. You need to have some kids meaning and name them Homer. That's what you yeah. need to do. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes, by the way, you mentioned Renfro, but Reyes is going to hit cleanup today for the Padres. Normally, any left-handed pitcher, I'm all over Fran but I don't know about Robbie Ray today. Uh, this yeah. one kind of yeah. – I don't have a good he, feeling about it. He,
1: and he's not, he's not hitting the ball well. Um, he's made some hard contacts. I know I read a a, a report from a Padres beat reporter yesterday. I forget his name now. He said he's just been unlucky. Um, But yeah, he's probably going to be in that lineup against, against a lefty, but you know, that's just projected right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if Renfro after just getting a couple bombs yesterday, maybe they get him and get him back in there. But uh, I think Ray could he could rack up some strikeouts. What we said yesterday it was the Padres. I mean, they they have some guys in there that's that are free swingers, and there's some strikeouts to be had, and that's exactly what happened with Granky. So so Ray is in a good spot as well.
0: All right, the depleted Yankees are going to be at home again against Detroit. You got Boyd against uh, Jonathan. Laz- you know, I, I I never know how to say his name properly. I always I want to say lasagna because I'm Italian, and as soon lasagna.
1: I mean, they're hey, heavy favorites today. <laughs> is,
0: is it? Well, <laughs> Lysaga, can, isn't it? Is it lasagna? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want any part of it. How's that? Uh, <laughs> I will say this Judge and Voight there in the 2 3 hole respectively against the lefty Boyd. That certainly makes sense to me. The Detroit lineup's done nothing so far. Also, I can't get super excited about uh, Baltimore and uh, Toronto. Although Shoemaker was really good last week. The 9.K on DraftKings, though, that seems like I'm paying a big premium for one good start against now baltimore yeah i mean
1: detroit earlier it was against
0: detroit but now okay he's he's against baltimore today and he had a good start and now he's going to be almost worth 10k i mean
1: it's ridiculous come on man it's it's nuts he's had you're right one good showing and it was against the tigers who have not done really much i mean he's
0: a hundred dollars less than marquez
1: yeah it's on the DraftKings side he's a 100 fade he really is 100
0: track and there's your nighttime
1: yeah, <laughs> there's your uh,
0: evening trap right there.
1: If you're playing on Fanduel, he's 75, and that's that's a little bit more respectable. Absolutely. Well, that's
0: a torn that puts him in tournament discussion right away. Yes, See, sure. I'm, that I'm all over on the Fanduel side, but on the DraftKings side, I think it's nuts.
1: Vegas is really all over the Blue Jays here to start the season, and I don't fully get it, Joe. I mean, I know that they've had a soft schedule to start, but have you looked at their lineup? I mean, they traded Kevin Pillar yesterday. Not like a, he was a great bat, but this just goes to show what direction this team is heading in. Yesterday they had the second highest team implied total we mentioned Telez as as a potential power bat that you can just plug in now he hit a home run but the rest of this team is not doing anything i'm looking at their average they're hitting 182 on the year they've scored 18 runs they're striking out 24 percent of the time and again today they have a 4.8 team implied total it's one of the highest on the board again because they're up against nate kearns well they were up against andrew cashier yesterday and they couldn't do anything against him so i have some question marks about you know, stacking the Jays. People are waiting for the Jays to come around. To come around, I don't know what was going to happen.
0: No, I don't know. Let's move on to the evening here. You got Degrom going against Trevor Richards. Now, on paper, this is a great matchup here for Degrom. A ton of strikeouts in this yeah. lineup between Granderson and uh, you know Alfaro and those kind of guys. Pete O'Brien. So Lewis Brinson probably will give you three strikeouts just on his own against Degrom. So <laughs> in cash games, I know it's chalk, but it's it's the way to go. Get get yes. Degrom in there. I, don't, I know it's 12.7, which means you're going to have to find some cheap guys out there, and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's very doable tonight. Um, we're going to give you some of those cheaper names bat-wise that you can help get you either, whether it be a Cole or DeGrom. But, I mean, honestly, as much as I love Cole tonight, it is Texas, and that ballpark and that team continues to hit the baseball. And for me, I think I'd rather go with DeGrom as my chalk pitcher of the night for cash games. That's That's my – take that I think, yeah, I'm paying the premium, but yeah, it's going to return.
1: Yeah, it's going to return for sure. I'm, I'm with you, DeGrom. It's such a good matchup. For Garrett Cole, I mean, you're saving yourself $1,300 on the DraftKings side, but the one thing with Cole, and and he's really good, if you if there's one knock on him, it's, it's much like the Scherzer and the Verlander, and we saw it yesterday with both, they give up home runs. Right, I mean, Garrett Cole has a has a fly ball rate, right? and he tends right. to give up some home runs. And you're right about Texas. There's some guys in that lineup that are feeling
0: well. Asdrubal as Cabrera continues to hit. Uh, yeah. Andrew's have decent start. I mean, the just generally speaking, the team is not as Mazzara. Not as bad team, as well. Mazzara, yeah. I think, is one of those guys that could take that next step and become an All Star caliber player. He's already driven 100 runs one year in his career. He's a guy that I, I think we forget how young he is. I think he's like what 25 even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's he's still a kid so there's still so much growth there potentially for him. So for me DeGrom actually all the talk. Wow.
1: He's, <laughs> he's only, only 23. Wow. We oversold him a bit, yeah. I even so
0: he's only 23. That is amazing.
1: Yeah, 23 and already has 320 home run seasons on his resume.
0: I mean, guys. Yeah. Omar is low key one of the best hitters young hitters in baseball, but nobody talks about him because we want to talk about the guys who are still coming. Who haven't done Jack yet. Meanwhile, here's a kid who's doing it every year. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, hitting the cleanup spot, too. And I what mean, is a good on. lineup up in a great ballpark? It really is right Duh. now. In the top seven in the in offense. And it's, you're right, it's everyone. It's Anders is getting on base, making things happen for sure. It, the, the Rangers are an underrated
0: offense. All right. Now, in the evening, we got to find a pitcher to pair with DeGrom, who's not going to cost us a lot. And Miles Mikolas, I think, might be that guy for me. I know he's going against Tyon. He's $700 cheaper than Tyon, though. And, you know, I think, that, I think that Cardinal lineup can do enough to support him here on the road where I think Mikolas is a decent pairing there. It's going to take down that overall pitching budget a bit. And that's what you need. You need to have a guy who's going to be decent enough as quality start potential in there. And I think he's my guy tonight when I look at the slate.
1: Yeah, and don't take too much stock into his first his first outing of the year. It was in Milwaukee. It was early on in the season. Uh, The Brewers were jazzed up. As yeah,
0: forget forget throw out everything that happens in Milwaukee. That's another one of those ballparks you gotta. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. So this is this is a much better environment for him. PNC is one of the better pitcher parks in all of baseball. And and I'm I'm not sold on the Pirates lineup. I don't think it's all that good.
0: You're not sold on Kong (laughs) and Melky Cabrera and.
1: No, I, I, I see Adam their – like, they're, they're projected – Vegas has them to win this game. I mean, they're, they're favorites at home. Uh, yeah. To me, St. That's Louis – That's only
0: because of Tyon. Yeah, and
1: Tyon is – obviously, he's solid. But um, for me, I, I like the St. Louis bats. That's going to be my road dog today. They're plus 104. So, uh, I'm going to be on Cincy – or on St. Louis, rather. And and I like their offense. like One through eight, I'm I'm a fan of everything. Colton Wong keeps hitting home runs, too. I don't know what's going on there. Uh,
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because Colton Wong, he looks a little stronger than he has in the past. And this is another guy who's getting a little older, maybe growing into the body a little bit. But physically, he seems a little bit more – he's got more mass on him than he used to.
1: More developed, is he? Is he? I mean,
0: you know, I don't want to say he's taking special vitamins. I'm not saying that. But I will say (laughs) that – it's possible that players realize that we are in a, you know, crap or get off the pot kind of moment here in our career. We need to figure out if we're going to be able to fix some stuff and start to show some power and show some promise. About four years ago, Colton Long was a guy that everybody thought was going to be, I don't want to say Trey Turner, but like somebody who's going to steal 25 bases a year and hit 10 to 15 home runs and be a real force there. And then it just never happened. And he had a ton of injuries, but right now, the iron is hot, so I'll continue to roll with him while it is. Uh, John Lester and Tehran will go in Atlanta today. Uh, you know, that Cubs team really needs to get right. Do you think this is the spot here against Tehran where they do so?
1: Yeah, well, it's, he just gives up so much contact. and
0: Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's
1: what it is, yeah. I mean, there's there's a potential to be, you know, double-digit runs in this game for sure. I'm going to like the over uh, on you both You can't sides. afford
0: these guys, though, in that it's, lineup with DeGrom.
1: No, it's really tough. You can't. If you play on the FanDuel side, um, you know, a couple of them are pretty cheap in terms of Atlanta. I'm kind of more interested maybe on the Atlanta side of things because John Lester's been just as bad. And I look at well, Ozzy Allen. If you're going to go
0: into this game offensively, then you're looking at either Mikolas or Tyon and Ivaldi. Maybe Stripling too. Actually, no, Stripling's too expensive. Stripling's stripling, 10K. Yeah. So, no, it's Ivaldi, or you're going to have to go with one of the other two guys and it's just it's it's not a great scene for the evening to go offense. It's no, really it's bad.
1: not. And I think what you do is maybe just take one or two bats. So I'll just check a couple expensive guys that, that, I do, that I do like. And well, here's a couple cheap ones. I'll start with that. Ozzie Albies, especially playing on FanDuel, potential leadoff guy here against a lefty. That's what, they want to, that's what they want to do in Atlanta. When there's a lefty on the hill, they want to have him in the leadoff spot. I know he struggled against righties, but last year, 335 average, eight yeah. home runs against lefties. Acuna, Frederick Freeman, Hall. all those guys, 300. And then on the other side with Houston, I mentioned Carlos Correa yesterday being $3,300 on fan duel. he's even cheaper now he's 32 up against Mike Minor. he had he's had success in his career against lefties as well he's hitting 364 in just three games so Guerrero 333 average against lefties as well these are just a couple cheap bats that maybe you can get in just get a part of the offense because Chicago Atlanta and Houston they're going to score some runs tonight
0: yeah I agree all right we mentioned Cole taking on minor, so you know, if if you make a lineup offensively you really love and you need an extra grand, well you can fade from Degrom to Cole. You can still get away with it. I'd rather have Degrom, but yeah. you know it's fine. It is what it is. And then you got Eovaldi taking on Estrada with this matchup here, where the Red Sox need to score runs sometime this year. I mean, been shut out
1: two straight games now. Two
0: straight games you get shut out by Mike Fires. Oh my! <laughs> and it was Brooks. the kid the day before. And the, uh, Brooks. And Brooks. Oh my God! Like Nothing you gotta be kidding on. me. How is that if you're the Boston Red Sox. You are the juggernaut offense. I mean, and you're JD not getting
1: any, you're not getting any discount on any of them either. Like no, JD zero. is five, one Mookie's zero. five, five Ben attendees four eight. Like Devers, if he's going to be in that three spot, he's four. And one. the
0: way this God. pitching is lined up for the evening slate, Chris, they're impossible to, to, to go in. Theoretically you go, okay, they are slumping as a collective. This is not going to happen very long maybe ownership's going to be down on them i'm going to go all in on boston well if you do that's going to be really tough because yeah. then then you're going to have to look for an upset somewhere with the pitching. You're going to you're going to have to hope that Mike Minor can pull Robert a rabbit out of his hat against Garrett Cole and I don't see that happening. No, <laughs> I, don't, I
1: don't I don't see that happen. Yeah, if you're playing on that main slate and it starts at St. Louis and Pittsburgh and these final four games we're talking about, yeah. I just don't Yeah, I just don't see it. You can't Let
0: Boston go another let, let them go another game. Uh, yeah. I know it sucks and I know there's opportunity there, but you need to just let it go because yeah. it's it's not happening. Um and then of course that last game you have we have a rivalry game, Dodgers hosting San Francisco Giants. you got Derek Holland against Ross Stripling. I'm shocked by the DK price on Stripling 10.2, and I love man, him. I've so always been a big fan. I owned him everywhere last year and season long, but I just I don't get this at all, dude. I'm a
1: huge fan as well, and it's just its too high. Yeah, it's its its too expensive. I you know, played him last week against Arizona, and it was fine. I mean, he didn't get as many strikeouts as I thought, but he limited the damage, and his team got him enough offense. That's what I'm sure is going to happen today as well, but ten-two, it's just way too expensive for me to to roll the dice, honestly. Just, no thanks. I can't do it. I'd like the Dodgers to win this game. I mean, they had success against lefties all through their lineup. Hernandez, Turner, if Freeze gets in there. He's an underrated bat, but there's uh, Bellinger is unbelievable right now. He's on such a tear. I like them to win the ball game. If you're making bets straight up, sure. But for me to, to roll the dice on, on stripling, it's just too pricey. You can't get these guys in.
0: No. And and this is, and this is something too. I I feel like will always be a theme of the show. And this is why we break down things a little differently. Most EFS shows are going to go through and they're going to give you, you know, here's position by position and go through the prices and go through the matchups. And we're going to, we do that, but we're going to highlight instead rather than going position by position, we're going to go game by game. And that's what we did with NFL. And that's why folks had great success with the NFL show, uh, which is the pre-snap, which is basically the same version here. Uh, And to me, I'm looking at this as the baseball equivalent and that's how we've been doing it so far this year. And so far already, I think it's yielding very good results because it's not just about the prices. It's not just about the matchups. It's also about what's happening in baseball, what's happening in these games. How can we get in there and take advantage of, like you said, that Albie's call, which I think is a great call today. The fact he's moving up to the one slot, he's going against the lefty. There's opportunity there. And it's that kind of stuff. I feel like Chris is going to be the difference maker between us and a lot of other DFS content out there. That, and the fact that, we're thirty minutes, and we get in there. We give you what you need, and we get out. We don't waste your time either.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and like you said, you can subscribe now, so you'll get the show right away. Write us a review. Give us a give us a rating. Give some yeah. feedback if there's something else maybe you'd like to hear. Maybe it's a home run call of the day. Just little things that you something that you want that we can add in for sure. We're obviously willing to help out.
0: All right. Are there any other traps on this slate? I mentioned Kluber in the afternoon one. Uh, in the evening one, you had a trap too, which was was it Lester was your trap or now. Was there a trap pitcher at all for you? I think stripling from a price perspective is just a tough one. It's just a tough sell for me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's too tough. And for me, like I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, have some lineups obviously with DeGrom, but if I'm looking at just at the main slate, Nicholas is one I want to get in and then I want to spend up on some bats. So, uh, I'm going to avoid guys like stripling, Eovaldi, no, no chance. I'm rolling out him at nine K. He got roughed up early in the year and, and Oakland's just an underrated lineup. So, um, it, Look know,
0: at the it, bottom of this Yankees lineup today, too, with DJ oh, LeMahieu, Clint Frazier, and Troy Tulowitzki.
1: What did we say yesterday? They've been heavy, heavy favorites in every game. They've had such a soft schedule, and I know it's hard to maybe you know roll the dice on Detroit to sprinkle some some money on them, but just continue to stay away from the, the Yankees.
0: And I have a question for you. Be doing it? It's yeah. it's a theoretical question. If you are you know there's there's a wisdom out there right now, which is the Yankees' April schedule is a little soft. So if you're gonna miss guys like Stanton. And miss guys like Andahar. That this is, you know, you want to be missing them at the time you're playing these weaker teams. is this really the time you want to play the weaker teams? Because the weaker team's coming out of spring training. Everybody thinks they can. Everybody, game, right? Everyone's
1: feeling great about themselves. Yeah, like right. in September yeah.
0: when they're 30 games out of first place and they're defeated and they're just phoning it in, that's the time I want to play these teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the Yankee schedule is actually really soft. And Because I tune in for the ninth inning of that game because we were on Detroit and I was like, man, I hope Detroit wins and, you know, help out some people and they're plus almost 300. See if they can hang on to this game. And that's the Yankee broadcast well you know at least the schedule is soft and they're and it is i mean they got the royals twice coming up they're really soft but but they still need somebody in there they need to (laughs) pick up some w's here they can't (laughs) just be like float by maybe 500 to the all-star break and hopefully they get some guys back and they start rolling again
0: well and boston is not helping themselves i mean boston could be putting the knife in the heart here if boston was winning these games they could really start to not, not pull away but create a little bit of separation here over the next month but they look like crap, too. I mean, this is – it's a very weird American League East right now. <laughs> yeah, with, the, <laughs> with the
1: Rays up at the top at 5-1. and one. And then the, and then and
0: the, then the Blue Jays pitching the way that they have to yeah. start the year, which has been mind-blowing. And uh, you yeah, know, you're yeah. just looking at – you know, there's a lot of things that need to get right. April will be a distant memory sooner than later. The Rockies need to get back to Colorado. And when they do get back to Colorado, I will be all over them and pay the premium. I'll be happy to do it. Uh, give me, Give me – the Kyle Freeland start in Uh, Colorado that's coming (laughs) and give me Kyle Freeland and the Rockies and I'll, and I'll be very happy boy. Uh, I definitely get that, but you know, there's just been a lot of early injuries here in this first week of baseball to major guys, Andahar, Stanton, now Trey Turner. And now Turner, that injury opened up another spot too. Wilmer Defoe. Looks like he's going to be that guy temporarily at least to fill that void. But you're looking at, what, at least a month, probably, right? Because it's on his throwing hand, correct?
1: Yeah, and and bunting, too. Oh, my goodness. Well, and for all bunting,
0: wrong. I mean, yes, look, and I coached baseball issue. for years. I played for years. You pinch the back of the bat. You never wrap your finger around. And it's amazing. Every year, you see some idiot do this. Yeah. And every year, some idiot gets hurt.
1: Yeah, I know. It, and that's the issue. Like, people can, can get all mad all they want about Turner bunting. It's just – some of the some of the coaching, some of the teaching, it blows my mind. I've seen it. You're right. I see it every single year. And I wonder, do they even bother to, you know, practice this stuff? Uh, it's, and when people practice it and injuries happen you to know, practice no, is, I hear people guys about it, want. it then too.
0: They think they can get more control over the direction of the bunt by holding the bat tighter. And, and honestly, that, that's the irony is that you really don't. And I know these guys are throwing 95 miles an hour. I get that. It's not easy, Okay. Yeah. I got out of the game when those 85 mile an hour curve balls were coming. And I said, okay, I'm out. Yeah. I'm officially now out of my depth. I can't play anymore. The the <laughs> it's gone past me. But ironically, you know, it doesn't help you deaden the ball. It's about your direction of the lower hand yeah. and the angle of the bat more than how tight you grip it. That's that's the whole point. And that's uh it's unfortunate, but you know, here we are. Another year, another trade Turner injury, and that's what it is. All right, let's go from the betting standpoint to uh, I mentioned earlier the Diamondbacks. Anything else to you with the, some road dogs looking like possible uh, money in the pockets?
1: Um, well, yeah, I like I like I like St. Louis. I think St. Louis is is got a shot there. Yeah, as, I'm with as, you on a, that one. a road too. dog for sure. Um, I'm gonna continue to just ride trends that I've seen when that's Cubs
0: today. I like I the can over. Stay here on? I just okay. like the That's over.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm, it's tough for me to pick a side there both teams have really they have two high team implied totals 4.4 4.2 4. I think there's going to be some runs the Cubbies could get it done against De Heron. I mean he's such a contact guy but I'd rather just side with with the over and I'm just going to continue to ride the trend with the Dodgers and I think still between Houston and Texas even though with Garrett Cole on the hill I think that the Texas could still get a couple runs so I think that one is is one that I like for the over and Obviously, I'm going to ride the Mets, despite them being heavy road favorites.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think you have yeah, to.
1: Got to. I like Trevor Richards team. on the other side. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he's an underrated pitcher. but Yeah, but not to against DeGrom. This is DeGrom. You yeah. know,
0: and this, is, this is money in the bank for him right now. I mean, just yeah. there's no way around it. So, that'll do it for us today. Make sure, now that we're everywhere, and I know folks have been asking, where can I subscribe to the show? Now you can. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on all the big platforms. It'll be on the rest of them later in the week, but for now, you can at least get updates and know when the show comes out. Uh, We always try to bang this out early in the morning. That way, you have plenty of time to digest the information, and it's not just about the pod. It's also about everything on the LineStar app, so get in there. Use the tools. Use the lineup optimizer. Look at the splits. Take our information. Go with the data from LineStar app, and together, you get the perfect lineups, everything you need to go out there on a daily basis, and get W's, in the column for you and get some positive dollars going into your account. So that'll do it. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at Chris Meany and at Joe JoePizzaPia17. The on-deck time is over. There's only one thing left to do, and that's step into the box and go yard listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe, tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pisa and Chris Meney.